give them good field position. They go down there and score uh, right before half, get some momentum, and then we really came back and answered. You know, in the third quarter with all three phases of the ball, and obviously did a did a really nice job defensively. The majority of the day, certainly in that third quarter, really took control. Um, had a couple big drives there offensively, and then certainly the the pump block by Willis and recovery by by Austin Stogner was was uh, you know kind of the thing that capped it off. So great to see all three sides rising. Um, you know, so it's it's a fun team to coach right now. We we and if we'll stay that way, if we'll keep getting better, um, continue to look past, you know, some of the positive things that we're doing, and keep finding the ways that we can improve, then you know, then we got a chance. John, what? Red seven. I don't know what red seven means. Hot route. I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down. Come on. Ready. Down. Set. Hut. 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 What we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> it's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. Welcome back. It is nice to be home as the Oklahoma Sooners defeat West Virginia easily 52-14 to today. Uh, proud of just about everybody sitting in this room except for one uh, guy with the initials ER uh, because we all picked the OU final score correctly. That was bizarre. I didn't even see that on the prediction thing. We both, all picked, Bob, both Bob and Carrie did? I, we both picked 52. Oh, okay. How about OU that? Score. What did I have? 56? 56. Yeah. Well, obviously, it was an offensive failure is what it was. <laughs> they had, if they, if you, if they had Jared Hurts, goal to one. Exactly. Blame A.D. <laughs> exactly. Miller. If A.D. Miller would have caught Tanner Mordecai's pass when he got smashed in the face, they might have gone down and scored. Well, I I mean, just punch it in from the one-yard line, and, and we're all good. That was a bad. That was uh, I, that might be McIver on Mordecai, was, though. Mordecai was, tried to get his teammate murdered on the first play that they threw. Well, you're talking about pushing it from when Jalen Hurts got the 11-yard loss? Yeah. If they score there, they don't get the... was the center then, wasn't he? Yes. Did yeah, they take they, Creed Humphrey out by then? Yeah. Talk about the most important player on the team. I well, think it's, it's very not, obvious that it's Creed Humphrey is one of them. wasn't as bad as a Baylor snap last week. Uh, yeah, Should've that didn't cost him a game. game. No, it didn't cost him a game. No, it didn't. That's it what I'm saying. It cost Kirby Hoke at $25,000. Yeah, I think one of the uh, oil money guys out there is, uh, I think he started a GoFundMe to take care of it. Uh, <laughs> well, what kind like of hard a, times are we on when oil guys have to start GoFundMes? Well, he started, no, he started the GoFundMe for Kirby Hoke. Well, why not? If he's a real oil guy, he just pay the $25,000. that would be the end of it. That's That's a fact. That's a fact. All right. So, uh, boy, Jalen Hurts was amazing today. 16 of 17. Uh, is only dropped by Drake Stoops. Mm. But then feel Drake, like a bastard for pointing that out. Then Drake made a couple catches later. He did. 316 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, and that was not all for Jalen Hurts because he also rushed the ball 10 times for 75 yards. That 11-yard loss really uh, ate into his stats on that bad snap. Uh, for two touchdowns there, uh, and then one of his touchdowns was a 28-yard uh, John into the end zone, which was, uh, I thought his his roll, rolling right stop run into the end zone was his most dynamic play of the day. It's pretty good. Uh, you, I mean, he basically made every play that you could imagine. Uh, you know, I have, I had a great shot. Uh, 
just it was coming right at me for the Jeremiah Hall touchdown as well as the Lee Morris touchdown and uh, the Lee Morris ball. It's just probably incredible. is that the best ball he's thrown at Oklahoma? Yes, I would have to think Absolutely. so. Absolutely, I yeah. mean that thing was Absolutely. just dropped right into a bucket. It, it was, was an great, unbelievable yeah. throw. Uh, but just another uh, continued great performance for Oklahoma. And, you know, I I thought more than anything, the way that they came out in the third quarter was fairly impressive. I mean, it's a 28-14 game. I don't think anybody really uh, – I don't think anybody was fearful of, of, of West Virginia getting back in the game. But at the same time, it, that was the type of dominating defense that uh, we saw a week ago. And then, obviously, the block punt, uh, the quick start there in the third quarter taking the opening kickoff. Uh, right down the field so it was uh i can't i mean there's not a whole lot of negatives to take away from today can we start out by not burying the lead this week because we did it to him last week and give the defense their due because it could have been a hang down uh, hangover week for them and they came out west virginia got down 14 nothing and i'll give it up to neil brown i mean they were like we're gonna get our you know we're gonna get blown out of this building if we don't do something they call a time oh you calls a timeout on fourth and short uh, West Virginia comes back and says, you know what, let's go for a fake punt. They convert it there. They get another fourth down. Uh, I was really pissed off if you were following the instant analysis. I did predict a shutout in this game, so I was really pissed. You are only 14 off. I was I was 14 points off in the game. But I, Josh and Bob were like one and two points off in this game. I You were one point off, and you did 42-15. 52-15. I'm, I'm starting to pick weird scores. Why did you pick 15? I had 43 last week for OU. I, I just think and Josh weird, tried to weird price will right happen. you by going 52-16. <laughs> like, Josh is now ah, just trying over. to win. So you were closer with one than he was in two, but I was, I was way off compared to you two. Anyway, uh, the defense came out. They performed really well, and I asked uh, Alex Grinch after the game, uh, were you worried about this? Is this week a concern just because you're coming off a Texas game where everybody was talking about how well your defense played and nationally it kind of became a storyline? Well, it's something that's on your radar. It's something on your radar. And you know, one of the messages to the guys is what do you want them to write? You know, uh, if, if you want the headlines, you know, we, we can go down the road of saying ignore the noise and then ignore the headlines. Don't, don't, well, guess what? They're on Twitter every, every, every other second of the day. So they're not going to ignore it. They're going to see it. Um, and so a little bit of the message there was, you know, you, you write the headline. You know, if you want the headline to be good, write it. And there's only one way to do it, and that, that's uh, performing a certain way. And so Monday through Friday obviously gives you a chance to do that on a Saturday. Um, and so that was a little bit of the message. What, what, what are you surprised about? You know, we worked last week to, to get an outcome. We got it. Well, of course that's going to be the headline. Um, and, and again, you, you don't put the work in. You don't prepare. You don't play the right way. It's going to go the other way. And that, that's, that's, that's the way this thing goes. And look, they, they, there wasn't a lot of adversity they were facing. They lost John Michael Terry, uh, their starting outside linebacker, Nick Benito, Benito came in, uh, played really – you look at the stats. I mean, he played really well today. What was he, third on the team, uh, fourth on the team uh, with uh, five t- total tackles today. Uh, so he played well. Brian Asamoah got a lot of playing time today. And uh, just overall, you never felt like the de- – I mean, the, 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 uh, uh, Trey Brown and Pardell Motley got challenged a lot downfield. Yeah. Like, you never felt like that defense was uh, – I mean, they controlled the game, and you can't say that very often about a defensive performance at OU in recent memory. Somewhat encouraging, just for the fact that it seemed like this was another offense that at least pushed them a little bit vertically down the field. Yeah. And I think I'd say you would more have than to, anybody so far. And probably Kansas would be the only other team really that's pushed them. 
and probably by the most able quarterback, if you will. I, you know, I don't know how many good quarterbacks they've played. I don't Threw necessarily think that today. Austin Kendall's great by any means, and you know, he put a couple balls into the turf a couple times there. The fourth quarter, the uh, fourth uh, yeah, down. early fourth yeah, quarter, the, the that's, that's a touchdown. Screen, yeah, yeah, that's wide open. Uh, but I will say they, I mean, another test, and it seemed like they came out of it on the other side, uh, having passed, and more than anything. I think if you want to look at the future of this defense, Marcus Stripling, yeah, he's a dude. Uh, David Awegbu made a lot of plays in the run game. It seemed like uh, that's a, both of those guys. I thought were very bright points, and I'm sure that we're gonna uh, give them some stock up when it comes time. Well, I made the joke that Austin Kendall been going against these guys the last two, three years. He throws that deep ball. He knows it's caught. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden, wait a minute, Motley and Trey Brown, what the hell is going they on turned here? their heads? What is this? This isn't the guys that I know. The only person he could complete a ball against was Delarian Turner Yell. Trouble. <laughs> those were those little crossing routes, too, early. Seemed like it gave OU a little bit of trouble there in the first quarter. The uh, bubbles were an issue. The, yep. I mean, that's when they, got, they scored on their, 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 their one that Alex Grinch was talking about before the half. Mm -hmm. Little bubble screen. It was like a 38-yard or something. Who missed went the, to the tackle house. out Asamoah. there? Okay. Well, I don't think Asamoah maybe should have been on him in the first place, but that's who ended up as the guy trying to stop it. But I will say this. Uh, Buki continues to show on those, those bubble screens of the outside. He'll fight through his blocker, and he, he had a five-yard loss on a play. Uh, he's become exceptional at that. He may not always set the edge uh, from a run, you know, a, 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 a run defensive standpoint, but he is all in on stopping those screens. He loves to recognize those. Does I, a good job. I think he kind of saw the writing on the wall with Aguayu starting at Kansas. I think that lit a fire under him. He doesn't want to be a situational player, and the way he's performed the last two weeks, he's made himself the starter once again, no matter what the down and distance is. And guys, we talked about on the podcast this week, Kenneth Murray didn't have the tackle numbers that he did a year ago, and he wasn't always uh, close to the top of tackles you know, in, in game logs after it was over. But today, uh, clearly the leader of the team in tackles. And he just sets the tone. You know, he just comes out right out, has a nice hit. And a couple of those hits on Austin Kendall were... Were pretty nice. He, if he had any payback he needed to get from Austin from the last couple of years, he definitely got it today. I did. He did like uh, he tore him in half on one play, and I know exactly I the kinda, play you're talking it about. It kind yeah. of felt good to see Kendall give get up and tap him on the helmet. Like I'm good. You're good. Thanks. Good hit. You know. Good to see you. Like the last thing you want to see is Austin Kendall to get like a season-ending injury. Oh, that would that would like, have been so shitty. Like Kenneth Murray. You know, I I did think it was interesting that. And I don't think that anybody thought that there was, like, any ill will out there. Austin Kendall just wanted to get on the field. But, uh, you know, we saw after the game, it was an abundance of love from both sidelines yeah. as yeah. far as everybody going taking pictures with Austin Kendall, uh, you know, dapping him up or whatever. I don't – there was never any – there was never any bad blood, I don't think, between the Kendall and no. OU. He just wants to play. He wanted to get on the field and – I don't think how I don't think anybody could blame the kid for wanting to do that. No, I think everybody felt pretty good after it was over, and uh, I, you know, you you kind of, as an OU fan, you kind of wish Lincoln hadn't had that period where he looked bad by you know trying to block him from transferring. But that I think everybody's moved on. You know, his father moved on. I think Austin's moved on, and uh, no, I think it was it was good. I mean, they're going to play again. It'll be in West Virginia next year, 
But it was good to have. It's one of those things. It's good to kind of have that get it behind you and move well, on. Well, you did see the Kendall family up there that had the sign that said, block this Lincoln. No, you're you're <laughs> screwing around now. <laughs> that would have been something. <laughs> well, Jeff, you Spread that rumor, though. Spread that rumor. I was like, I was like my brain for a second, I was like, are you kidding? And I was like, no, that's his Eddie. How awesome would that have been, though? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just kidding. And with Lincoln, he would have had a sign, a uh, basic family. He just held it up. Oh, that would have been even better. <laughs> All right. Uh, we did talk to Kenneth Murray after the game about what it meant for Nick Benito to fill in as a starter and to have Brian Osamoa out there a lot more uh, making plays next to him. You talk about Nick uh, uh, Benito stepping up today for, for JT and, and also kind of what Brian Osamoa has been bringing you guys. Yeah, uh, those young guys have came in and, and brought a burst of energy. Um, you know, those guys are two guys that have, you know, great athleticism. Um, and, 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 you know, the coaches have been able to trust those guys to go out there and make plays for us. And so uh, Nick Bedino came in today and stepped up for us. And obviously Brian Asamoah has been a guy that's been able to step in there with me um, and, 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 and go out there and make plays. And so I'm um, extremely proud of both of those guys um, stepping up and, and, you know, proud of their progress. Uh, it, you know, I mean, one of the things about the defense today, guys, is – uh, the number of plays. I mean, West Virginia ran 64 plays. Oklahoma ran 59 plays. It's not what you're used to, uh, you know, playing in this conference. But, uh, I, you know, you look at that, it's hard for an offense to score 52 yard, or fifty-two points uh, when you're playing like that. You do have to have a special team. But uh, as well as Oklahoma's defense play, like they had to play that well for Oklahoma to score that many points today. There yeah. just weren't that many opportunities. No, it just it, it was a very strange game. And I think that, you know, obviously the 11 a.m. kickoff probably had a little bit to do with it. I think everybody's kind of sick of it. Uh, just as far as like was slow arriving, not slow arriving, but just the, a, it was a very non-festive atmosphere out in front of the stadium. Yeah, and it just like it was one of those games too that you know, and I I think it probably happens every time that OU's a thirty-five point favorite or whatever mm-hmm. they were today. It was a thirty-three and a half. It's something like that. And a half. They covered. I know that barely. Uh, I mean, in Vegas. My God, it, what a line. every time, every time they're all they're always right on top of it. Uh, it just it felt weird, and you know, I I thought that it was kind of interesting too that you basically had uh, nobody there wasn't a single person there that thought that West Virginia was going to win the game probably even mm-hmm. the West Virginia players and you know in a way you almost have to and I thought the crowd was good but you have to generate your own energy yeah. energy yeah. for for a home game and it, it just seemed weird the entire day there was no rhythm to it uh, I said like in my the yeah, I said my game prediction like I wanted to see a raucous crowd like get fired up every time the defense took the field because they were so appreciative of what they did against Texas. And, I, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking of the game like, okay, OU is a, is a, the athletic department, they got to work on their third down, like, presentation during the game. It's just not very good. Like, and I can see why it's not any good because who's wanting to put any effort into, like, cool third down, you know, montages or, or, or you know, uh, tracks or whatever or, or, or animations? Wood. Like, it's just a waste of time the last few years. No, but, that's that's probably <laughs> that, that's definitely true. It just nobody would want to put yeah. up with that shit. As solid as the defense was, they just all they needed was that one play, and I think the crowd would have woke up. But there were no takeaways for the yeah. third third straight game. There were no sacks. The kickoff. So I mean, nothing. The, the punt locked. Yeah. you know, touchdown got everybody jacked up. But, but I will say that you know there is a different vibe in the stadium when the defense goes out there. 
I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. And you feel it better at, than at we tech, would, yeah. Or in the tech during the tech game, just as far as there's not a feeling of doom and gloom. Yeah. Oh God, how are they going to break? It's gonna. It, yeah. It's more of a wait for is, the other shoot. This to is drop. fun. Yeah. Like people are having fun watching them play defense, and I think it's even more so when. Uh, you get guys like a Nick Benito making a sack, or you get a guy like a, a David Awegbu making a running somebody down, making a TFL. So, you know, in a way, it just it was a weird game day, just in that everybody kind of knew the score, the outcome was going to be whatever, you know, whatever they wanted. Basically, to me, it's just so bizarre because I know when the game is over, like like turnovers are going to be a big deal like everybody and, and Alex Grinch is not going to handle it well and the players aren't going to be happy but like tell me a point in that game where you didn't feel like the defense was playing really well and I know they're not getting the turnovers but it's almost like that's going to be that's going to be their biggest bugaboo I just, here. I just can't feel like any negativity toward the defense because they're not getting turnovers because they're playing so well like when you see Parnell Motley and Trey Brown knocking away passes one-on-one and not getting penalty flags an entire series yeah for an entire series out. where they just attack you and attack you and you you don't give anything up I'm just like holy shit like look at that that's amazing I'm not thinking well they didn't pick it off like what well, was a failure I think in a way it's that's a good thing for the players defensively to kind of fall back on, you know, they still, I guess, have something that they need to improve in a way. But at the same time, I I do think that it's being, and I don't think there's a lot of fans out there like this that are thinking, well, this thing is a complete failure. I don't actually, I don't think there's any fans that are out there saying that they're idiots. Well, yeah, they're, they're insane. They're, they're insane persons. If they, if they're saying that they need to be checked into a mental institution, but at the same time, I do think that in a way that it, I guess it is frustrating for fans or whoever that when all they talked about for the last eight months is creating turnovers Strip and it's kings, just they're yeah. just not getting there. Strip and, attempts. you know, it, it's harder to go about. I guess it in a way it's harder to uh, talk about it or it's easier to say it than actually do it. They just that's need obvious. to play Spencer Sanders. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that would do That's it. That's probably probably one of the case. I mean, Austin Kendall had a couple, what, like a three pick game or Yeah, he did. I mean, I'll it, be honest. I, it I thought just that, doesn't matter. But you know what? I thought Here, they would get a couple today. Here's the thing. Like, if OU just played a safety deep, like there were some throws today that just overthrew they everyone. Were. Like if there was a deep safety, yep. like he would would he he wouldn't play in center field, like or four or five different passes today. But they, I mean, everybody's tightened up. Everybody's playing their guy. I mean, it's at times it almost feels like they're everybody is is so dialed in on what they're supposed to be doing that there's no one just loose flying around yeah. to pick up the trash. Did Did you think that did they play rather conservatively defensively today? Yes, yes. It yeah. seemed like there was not a whole lot of pressure. A and I know lot there of were three man rushes today yeah. by yep. Grinch. You think that was. I guess designed in a way that they just didn't want to. They didn't ex- need to. He tried. They to didn't explain need to. It today, and it was odd. I, I didn't really get exactly where he was going with it, but he basically was trying to say that the way that they were playing, uh, and that they weren't, you know, the the way they designed their offense and the way they were running it today made them be conservative. Because I think what happened was when they started going for it on fourth down, 
in 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 when it got fourteen nothing, like Grinch was like, "Well, shit, are they going to never punt today? Like, are they going to go for it every time?" And I think he was just trying to play a basic defense to get him into third and long, so he could turn him over on downs if that was going to be the case. But they they didn't take any chances, you know, for the most part today. Yeah, they didn't blitz a lot. No, at they all. Didn't, blitz didn't seem like it. Almost, it, I almost at wonder all. if is that. I know you just kind of explained it, but it just seems like <laughs> it's, I guess, it's hard to explain. Why? It's hard to, why? I guess would be kind of the my question. I, you, don't, you just don't need to. You don't need to throw a lot of things out there. Do they want to save some stuff? I thought the same thing. Like, okay, are they going to just they 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 threw it all out there against Texas? Do they just not? You know, they they want to save this for somebody else so everybody doesn't pick up on all their blitz schemes. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Like, I would think that Grinch is the type of guy that would. Kind of just be like, no, we're doing what we do. Like, if you can't stop it, that's on you, type of thing. But not, like, you, like you said, they had a lot of tackles for loss today. They, they didn't had nine have any, yeah, tackles for loss. They didn't have Which any nice. sacks. Just no, no sacks. They had four pass See, breakups. That, that's kind of mind blowing. I would never have guessed that they had nine tackles for loss today. I would have guessed like four or five. Mountaineers aren't a very good rushing team anyway. But I did say Sooner scored fifty-two and West Virginia rushed fifty-one. Well, the second half, I mean, West Virginia had, what, 150 at halftime? Yeah, And they end with that, yeah. 240-something. I, I think they had 92 in the second half. That was a pretty dominant performance that in the third quarter. That third quarter was, yeah, it and, was lights out. And that was a fourth quarter where they didn't really go into the well of the third and fourth string. They kept some of those starters in. Defensively, you, especially, you at least the starting you, rotation. Right. You didn't have the Houston or Kansas fourth quarter where they scored a couple mop-up touchdowns that that meant nothing. Robert Barnes suited up for nothing today. He did. And, uh, I mean, if we're going to talk about that four-game red, uh, red shirt rule, Corey Roberson didn't play. Stacey Wilkins and EJ and Dom Ogar didn't play. So maybe we're starting to get an idea of where Lincoln's going with some of these young guys. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, definitely so. And then... Of course, Mordecai came in and played at quarterback the entire way. So uh, they're, they're try- it's obvious they're trying to preserve Rattler's red shirt if they can. Which is weird because it just doesn't feel like he'll be there four or five years anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just kind of one of those chances you take, though. I mean, hell, you got one year out of Kyler Murray, and it was a great year. But that was, you know, who thought? I, I think everybody thought he was going to be, you know, for two years, and then he had that baseball, you know, baseball happened, and then you're like, okay, well, it's only going to be a year. So. You just never know. Touchdown, Kansas. Uh-oh. I can't get Longhorn Network on this TV. I'm sorry. You don't sleep on the Jayhawks. It was... Is it 7-7 then? 14-10, Texas. Mm. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting that... What? Just 14-10? I mean, that's it? It's been Texas a strange day. Too. Strange day. Wisconsin loses today. That's embarrassing. They'll probably beat Ohio State next week now. Austin Kendall was one for eight on throws over 20 yards. Yep. He, I mean, he was right there with Hurts, like 14 of 15 at one point. I mean, his second half was miserable. And I think a little bit of that probably has to do with OU. I, it seemed like maybe they, you know, we were just talking about how they were Look at him basically at conservative time, defensively. I think that they got a little bit more pressure. They started generating a little bit more pressure. Maybe that was just on the... Uh, the three-man rush in the third quarter. It seemed like they were getting through a little bit easier. Hold though. on, Bob. I was totally wrong, okay? 
He was only 13 of 22. See, I just, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I can tell Bob was wanting to do as I told you so. Well, no, I wasn't going to. I was going to do it a different way, though. I was going to say he went two of nine in the second half. So he was okay in the first half, and he kind of fell off a cliff in the second half. Yeah, Hertz was 11 of 12, and he was 13 of 22 at halftime. He just didn't have a great day. It didn't feel like a. Uh, it just didn't feel like a OU West Virginia game. There's been so many, and we kind of talked about this on the unofficial forty. Just as far as like, there's been so much. I don't even know. It's almost like one sided animosity. It's West Virginia has always tried to pick a fight with right. OU. I was waiting for and that it's today. Always been awesome. So disappointing. And today it was just like, come on, come on, West Virginia. And there've been so many different fights. There's been the Sterling Shepherd fight. Yeah. There's been the midfield snowball fight. So basically, that's... yeah. There's been the Drew... Uh, Drew Samia has got spit on yep. fight. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. That was a great yep. fight. So that's that's Holgerson. Holgerson's been telling him to go out there and pick a fight with everybody. Or, you know, David Gibson. Yeah, that's probably true, too. Well, you are the one that already started the... Uh, he He's had bounties out for guys. <laughs> Didn't we talk about that on <laughs> yeah. the unofficial 40? You brought that up, actually. Uh, it was just a. It was no, a it weird was. Day. I was waiting for that, and I remember sitting up in. The, actually, I was walking back to my car, and I was thinking, you know, oh, you scored fifty-two points, which we're re, we're really used to against West Virginia, but it didn't feel like a West Virginia game because they didn't have forty-nine. Yeah, it just. <laughs> they should have flew Mike Stoops in to talk about Tavon Austin today. That would have <laughs> that would have put the cherry on top. I don't know what good that would do. Well, it would have been funny. It just. These next couple weeks just kind of suck, don't they? Well, no, because one's a bye. Well, yeah, but leading up to the Baylor game, which now is, you know, I think that's probably going to be a night game, right? I'm still a halfway believer. I don't think Cyclones. I still don't after think winning at Texas good. Tech. By the way, this is in Bob's notebook, but it was interesting that as the game was starting, Joe Castiglione tweeted out. Uh, you think he scheduled that? Yes, a week and a half absolutely. ago. Absolutely. <laughs> He scheduled out kind of an apology to fans for all these 11 a.m. games. He's been pretty mum about everything, not really voicing any dissension. I just don't or know concern. what what can be said. I mean, everybody knows it's bullshit. There's nothing oh you can basically do about but it. But you want him to act like no, sure. to know that the fans I got you your want back. him to believe. Yeah, yeah. That, that the fans want to believe that he, there's yeah. But do, do fans really think there. that like? He's sitting up there like, ah, we're going to make him play at 11. Maybe if you're thinking about TV ratings and stuff like that, you could say, here's yeah, what, I sure. want 11. Here's what I don't understand. So, like, he tweets that out, and you have all these people that are like, thank you so much, Joe. And it's like, OU fan in Utah or OU fan in Philadelphia. And you're like, why do you care? Like, we're the ones that have to come to the game. Like, these people out here are the ones who are – who should be tweeting him. Like, you're obviously not at the game today. Oh, so all the people that aren't coming yes. to the game are the ones bitching like, about it? Why do you care what time the game is on if you're not having to physically invest in coming to it, but coming to the place? They've made it a point a Just, couple times. It ruins your beer drinking for the day? I mean, is that yeah. the most harm it does to and you? If, if big on Saturday. If they didn't do it for Houston, you would add another 11 o'clock start yeah. there. Yeah. You got a pussy on the fence back there. Little cat. Yep. Yeah, they like to screw around here. I don't know. They the, the, My bushes in the front that are removed. They get all up in there? The guys come and urinate on them. Who? Fight over. Oh, the, the guy cat? Yeah, because that's their sex spot out there. It's like you're... It's like the homeless... Isn't there like a homeless sex spot up on like 
Nor- on Northwest Expressway. And- I'm, I can't comment on that. I don't know. <laughs> I hope you can't comment on that. Cat Talk has been brought to you by <laughs> PETA. Because we're burying Scooter. the most interesting oh thing of the day. God. I don't know. Okay, was the overturn the most interesting thing? Or were the questions in the post-game press conference about, did it break your concentration? Like, do you really think that Jalen Hurts was, like, like put off his game or that Kenneth Murray was put off his game because the gypsies wrecked their their wagon on <laughs> I the thought way? It, I thought it was hilarious. Well, I mean, like, once you realize everybody's okay, like, obviously, see, you don't want anybody to break their neck. In the yes. moment, you don't know those people are okay. So I am going to say you might have been I mean, wondering. I'm, I'm sure concussions for that girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was not. Ooh. Tuck and roll. But, I mean, it's like, the you know, my the, first thought. The, it's such the, a the whole, whole damn thing. Just, I know. It's separated. <laughs> Dude, you just wait for I didn't OG. even know it could separate. When the Sooners lose, that meme is going to be Oh, I, I told I somebody that earlier at halftime. I was like, you know when they lose, and there that's so going to be the gif everybody uses. There were so many Sooner fans on Twitter that were upset because they know that that's going to be used against them for years and years and years. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing that, that struck me more than anything when that happened, it wasn't, I hope everyone's okay. It was, where did all that crap come from? What was in there? They like, kept it falling. looked like some... <laughs> It looked like they really. It looked like the like they were planning on their grapes of wrath trip. Like was, there were like Granny's bloomers were in there or something. I don't know what the hell all that stuff was in that. Did some Cheetos come out of there and maybe were a couple of Mountain Dews? Were you I able to tell see what the it was. divots? No, I never went and walked over there, but it did seem like there was. I don't know. Excessively it, deep. I don't know if it was because it rained overnight and maybe they didn't have like. CeeDee Lamb slipped early in the game. Hurt slipped in the game. Well, they both had the spatting. That was my thing. They both had the black spatting on their shoes, that, and they were th- both slipping. Was that the first time that they had wore those uh, black Jordans? I think so. Probably. I tweeted a picture of them. I don't remember them ever the wearing regular those. regular usually do the yeah. white and red. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I didn't know if it was the shoes or if there was actually, like, the field might have just been a little bit wet. I know it rained in Oklahoma City overnight. Uh, maybe they didn't put down the tarp on the field. I, I really don't know. That's. I think it was the first time just because very few guys wore spatting. Like, they were wanting to show off the shoes. Yeah. Well, they're good-looking shoes. They just... But, suck. yeah, the, the divot... I, I was actually impressed it didn't take them that long to get back to play after that thing turned over. And that there were enough people to carry both pieces off the field. There were so many people <laughs> out there. It's just like... I was, I, I was talking to one of the ball boys. He was standing underneath the... Uh, uh, goal post. The goalpost, yeah, to get the extra point. It's like, what the, what the f- just happened? <laughs> He's like, I don't know, man. This is unbelievable. I've never seen this. But it does happen, it seems like, like once every three or four years, it seems like uh, the well, damn thing it, it's not overturned. Four, I mean, last time it happened was 1993 against Colorado. That's when they had Ashton no, Turf it, on the field. It's happened before that, right? Or it's happened again since then. Well, they dragged the roughneck. If you maybe that's that. what I'm thinking of. That was weird. Maybe that's what. But I'm yeah, thinking he, of. Just, Hanging. he just kind of hung out the back and he slipped. <laughs> give down. me all the <laughs> give me all the takes this week as far as we need to get rid of. Oh, it. it's already out there. Oh, it's already out there. Man. I love it so much. I saw it's that. Already out there. I saw that. Peta responded saying oh, did that. They? Yeah, saying uh, something to the effect of uh, horses aren't. I'll just read it to you. <laughs> Breaking, all caps, because of course. Oklahoma's horse-drawn Sooner Schooner Wagon tipped over and launching Spirit Squad members onto the field. Exploiting animals for sports is unnecessary and incredibly dangerous for animals and humans. 
at OU football, all caps, keep horses off the field. Ooh. And so I tweeted, uh, I responded, of course, and said, heard a couple of the horses actually thought about leaving early, but then the head coach, Lincoln Riley, made them run wind sprints after the game. <laughs> Big yikes. <laughs> yeah, PETA's if not. If you're a member of PETA, seriously. you have to be the most miserable person in the world. I would put terrorist. I would hang out with terrorists are, before I hung animal out with terrorists. They are. I would hang out with I would hang out with Osama bin Laden before I hung out with a member of PETA. Well, he's dead. Well, that can't can't come back on me, can it? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, look, it was it was ninety three. They had astroturf. They literally had to duct tape the field back. I together. remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Kel Gundy was the quarterback. You think he gave him PTSD? Ooh, like having to watch question. it. I didn't see Kale after the game. He might have had to leave. I did. I saw him. So. Oh wow, it was weird. All right. Well, let's get to this uh, because I think it has. I'm gonna say. I'm. I'm going to predict. It's an easy answer. Eskridge Lexus is all about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the SoonerScoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners best with our Eskridge Lexus Player of the Game. All right, we do what we do on the post-game podcast. We bring it to you each and every week because of Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. EskridgeLexus.com. Uh, our boy, uh, Ed Eskridge, Will, who uh, Eddie has crashed his wedding, is over there as well. I'm just a... Uh... He has stated, if you're in Eskridge and you get married, he will be crashing your wedding. <laughs> I'll be at your wedding. I'm just a good luck charm. Uh, so, yeah, they do a great job supporting the podcast. We want you guys to support them if uh, if you have the opportunity. So go check them out, uh, EskridgeLexus.com. Uh, I think we'll be taking one to the Baylor game, which should be good luck. I don't know. We'll need a, we might need a special car, Ed. We might need like a something super nice. <laughs> like a short bus? What are you talking about? No. <laughs> Like I don't like a like a uh, one of his special. What about what about next like week's the, Manhattan? Um, I told him we didn't need one. Okay. I like, you know me. I like getting pulled over by the popo when I go to Manhattan. We do have a uh, track record of that happening. Yes. Um. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll take one there, and he he usually provides us uh you know Lexuses to try out, and so we can tell you. Last time we uh, took a Lexus was. Uh, to Kansas, we took the uh, RX, which is a fantastic car, the 2020, and a lot of great deals on 2019s uh, on the lot still. I know that's how I bought my Lexus. Um, the first one I bought, it was a, a previous year model, got a great deal on it. Uh, so go over to uh, Eskridge Lexus on Memorial there in Oklahoma City and uh, take a test drive. Check them out, and they'll have something for you, whether it's a sedan, a sports car. They got the yellow LC over there that is awesome. I just don't have a hundred grand laying around. Um, to give get you a loan. <laughs> okay, big big time. I don't think that. I think You're that would. That uh, what's what's Sometimes it called? What's it called? Uh, where you uh, write uh, check and check in, your ass can't catch. No, cash. but like, what would it uh, default? Would that be the? <laughs> it, you wouldn't get. Yeah, you wouldn't Bounce? get very far. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of the Jayhawks, they're about to take the lead in no. Austin. All right, so uh, EskridgeLexus.com, go check them out. Uh, the Eskridge Lexus play of the game, is it easy? Lee, Lee, Lee Moore's catch. Oh, I'm a, sucker. I'm a sucker for punts 
for right, block I'm punts. with Eddie. All right. I'm with Eddie. That's fine. Especially when a true freshman recovers it and an H-back <laughs> blocks it. Touchdown, Kansas? Kansas has their first lead in Austin since 1997. That's pretty good. I might have to turn the volume on in the other room. Well, it's not, it, it can't be any better than uh, Dave Hunsiker and... Uh, Robert Allen. And Robert Allen on the way over we here. Have, that, was a, we, that was a shit show in I remember we were going to Manhattan one year when Oklahoma State was having a hard time, and it was some glorious radio. Uh, were we going to... Yeah, we were going to Manhattan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who were they? They were playing Tech, I think. Was it Tech? Yeah, someone like and that. And it was not going well, and neither one of them were handling it well either then. So, uh, but, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, the Lee Morris, I mean, that was, that was as we said, Jalen Hurts' best pass of the year. There's no question about that. But to me... The that was what ended the game. The, oh, the block sure. punt and then the recovery and uh, Drake Stoops. Actually, I was wondering what the hell he was doing, but he actually did a good job of making sure Austin Stogner stayed in bounds and the ball stayed in bounds. He didn't he didn't fight him for it, which was good. So uh, I love uh, Stogner having some fun with the moment, saying that's exactly how he envisioned his first touchdown. Yeah, that's did great. you see Lincoln Riley on the sideline? Oh, too? oh they go God. nuts, I, man! I need to tweet out the video and put it up on the board because holy crap. Uh, it was it was like a mosh pit almost. Like yeah. those guys were going insane over it was there. Crazy. And it's funny too because they were so close on the punt before yes. that. Yeah. Which I asked Braden Wills about. Yeah. You did oh after did. the game. Yep. Yeah, and you can see that up on the uh, Crimson Corner. But it it was I don't know. I think that they really dig that kind of stuff. And, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting. In a in a game when there's not a whole lot going on, I thought the block punt was big. I thought the uh, red zone stop was big because those are little things that even though you're up 38 points, and I asked Buki about this, I asked uh, Deshaun White as well after the game, those are things that I think, in a way, they go a long ways when you're talking about trying to win a national title and stuff like that. And I thought today was the first time in, I don't know, I thought it was different just as as far as the way that some of those guys are talking about, you know, the bigger goals or whatever. Uh, you know, winning the Big 12, it seems like, is... In a way, I, I don't want to say not a big deal to them, but yeah. they do have a long-term focus as far as, you know, they've, they've been to where... We've talked about it a million times, too. They, they've they been in this situation. Uh, they've, you know, obviously they've won four straight Big 12 titles. Uh, it's, it's about building towards December and then eventually playing in a game in January. I think that's what they want to be able to say. All right, uh, I think it's time we start looking at uh, stock. Oh, boy, Georgia just uh, recovered a fumble. They've already taken a 7 nothing lead and a torrential downpour uh, in Athens. Uh, it's time for stock up, stock down. Uh, I want to get to that. Uh, but I want to start with Bob because it seems like I always start with Eddie. And I'll give a shout-out. We, we don't have a sponsor for this segment, but uh, give a shout-out to MidFirst Bank, uh, the uh, title sponsor of our Unofficial 40 podcast. Uh, if you're looking for... If you want to have the OU credit card in your, your pocket, go check them out, midfirst.com slash U40. It's midfirst.com slash U40. So, Bob, let's start with you. One offense, one defense for stock up. All right, I'm going to take some of the easy ones. Let's go Lee Morris on offense. Touchdown, Lee, finally. He is alive, folks. He, <laughs> he is alive. And maybe now Jalen Hurts knows the power of Lee Morris, and we'll <laughs> see more of that. That's the first thing I thought, like, Jalen, you that's what you're missing, like, that that that's worked for everyone else. Maybe you should try that. You know, Lee was very cool about things when we asked him in the in the post games. Like we've got CD Lamb, we've got Rambo. We only have one ball. It not everyone's gonna touch it. I'm I, I'm not like bitter. I'm not mad. I'm get my chances. 
I'm going to make the most out of them. Then you go defense. Well, it was a uh, St. Thomas Aquinas Saturday with Jaden Davis and Nick Benito both making their first starts. I'll go Benito. He looked very comfortable out there. Did anyone else think that maybe Parnell Motley got a Lincoln Riley suspension today? Maybe. Just it was the very first First series. That's it. And And then he was back. Motley was right back out there. I I really couldn't say. I I thought maybe it was just uh, Jaden Davis, you're being rewarded for having... Because if a he was for six games, I'm the only I, bastard I have no here. Idea. No, I'm with you. Because if he was, then why would you take him out after the first years? There was nothing. No, that's a, that's true. Nothing went wrong. Yeah, for Jaden Davis on that first year. So why would, then would you take him out? Eddie, stock up offense and defense. Okay, uh, offense is kind of going to be a weird one, I think, just because it, he didn't really just necessarily just have an unbelievable day. I don't think that a lot of people are going to be talking about it. But I do think it was a step in the right direction as far as kind of an exclamation point saying, I'm the guy. Kennedy Brooks. I, th- I think he oh, is. Oh, he would I totally have been my stock I think up if you didn't pick him. He's officially the number one running back at Oklahoma. The natural. Uh, and I don't, I, maybe he already was. But I do think that. No, the, his first two starts have been happening in the last in couple the last of weeks. two weeks. Yeah, since Sermon, he came back, Sermon always started. That, that thing with Sermon's kind of weird. Is he nursing an injury right now, or is he just? I don't think that like they're necessarily just not giving him the ball, but he's not getting the ball. You know what I mean? They're not like, giving it to him when it matters, right? And they're in spots that you kind of thought that Trey Sermon would get the ball. It seems like Ramondre Stevenson's kind of taking that role. But I'm going to go stock up with uh, Kennedy Brooks. And then defensively, let's go. Man, Trey Brown. I, I want to say Trey Brown, but he had the pass interference call in the end zone. They do um, a lot of grabbing. Yeah, and but holding. you know what? You went yeah. Benito. I mean, I went Benito. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Owegbu. How about that? Okay. Because uh, I, I did think that, and even Josh mentioned it on Twitter, uh, and we'll get his thoughts uh, in the unofficial 40, but. There's a reason why there's so many people that have been talking about David Awegbu as far as a guy that could be the next kind of big-time player down there. And I would even go ahead, Kerry, and then I'll I'll throw another name out there if you don't take him okay. because I think he should be mentioned. Um, I, I think we have to award stock up this week to a man that I think we kind of had felt like he didn't give his best a week ago, and that's Jalen Hurts. After the two turnovers last week, uh, how can you have a game where you're 16 of 17, throw three touchdowns, and not get a stock up? I think we just have to kill the segment if we didn't award you stock up. I think he's up. always at the top. But his stock <laughs> raised today. Like that throw to Lee Morris, that raised his stock in my eyes today. And God, I shouldn't be drinking Pepsi while we're doing this. I don't, Eddie's drinking beer, and he's not hiccuping. Anyway. Easy, Fuller. Um, Easy on the Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> it's almost home alone season. <laughs> it is almost there. Uh, no, but I, you know, he did stay in the pocket today better. Um, and Lincoln Riley kind of said, "Yeah, there you go. It's the wrong." Well, we don't have a beer sponsor. That's a problem. There's a Kerr's light, Kerry. <laughs> there you go. Um, I do. Just, I have Coop in the fridge. I had a couple last night. They were good. Yeah, it's always good. Um, they're just not a sponsor anymore. So. Um, but we still love them. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I think my stock up is going to go to Jalen Hurts on offense. On defense, Brian Osamoa. Ooh, okay. A lot of plays today. Uh, a lot of time out on the field. And he is now 
becoming that guy that you can count on. And he had four sacks today. I would say he probably played more snaps than anybody else at the will today, didn't he? Him and Deshaun White. That's becoming a 1A and 1B, just like Benito, John Michael Terry, Laron Stokes, Jalen Redmond. That's what they're aiming for. They're starting to get it. All right, Eddie, who was the, uh, who was the stock up that you wanted to throw out there? Marcus Stripling. Yeah. He's a guy down. that he keeps... It seems like he's so close to getting multiple sacks in a game. Uh, he finally did. They credit him with the sack today. No sacks for anybody They're, today. They didn't have a sack. Oh, that's right. He hit. It must, Kendall, have, been a, it must have been a tackle for loss then, because well, they, he hit Kendall right as Kendall threw it. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. And it was again. incomplete. Yeah, because uh, he stopped the screen because they were looking screen. That's right. And then Kendall rolled to the opposite way, and Stripling just kept coming. That's right. He he he's getting close. He's getting very close. I think that it's. Uh, he had one against Texas. In three plays, he had a sack. He had a sack. He, he, had, had, a, sack. he had a nice little series. I, I want to say he made the tackle on the screen, and then he did. He I want to say he, as well. he also had a goal line play today. I, I'd have to go back and watch it, but I want to say he got in uh, before Kendall got the third and goal that was forever or whatever. Or was that fourth and goal? I think he had he had a stuff in there. So he's done well. You know what's interesting? And maybe we should go to stock down here if we want to talk about guys that didn't really flash today, but Eddie, we'll start with you. And you know, we can just say offense or defense because offense is going to be hard to give a lot of stock downs today. I'm trying to think of somebody. It's just so hard being critical of somebody when you score 52 points. Yeah, you score 52 points and you play decently well defensively. Uh, stock down, I mean, I, I, it's kind of rude, but by default, does it have to be Trey Sermon? Yeah, no. Yeah. I I think that's fair. And maybe it's it's not fair to him because maybe he is going through an injury. But I before I started working on the, the podcast and the post-game show that I was doing, the first question I got is, what's wrong with Trey Sermon? Again, like, people are baffled by it. He's been such a huge part of the offense the last two, two But you seasons. know what, Eddie? I would almost give stock down to Ramondre Stevenson as much as I would Trey Sermon because he just had some weird runs today. Like, he was he was not on. And and I don't know that it's fair because he didn't have enough carries to really get on, but he made some... And he didn't get the best blocking at times, but he wasn't very deliberate in his decision-making. How did you think the offensive line played? I thought they started off slow, and then they were unstoppable for a long period of time. I think it's really important for these guys to have a good couple weeks before you go into that bye week because now now it appears once you come out of that bye week you got four games left and all of a sudden Iowa State and Baylor look like they could be significant November games and I think yeah. that in a way that's kind of exciting because we really haven't had that to watch for. Bob, you have a stock down? I know, I'm digging through here. Come on, give it to give it to Riley. <laughs> give it to Riley on on uh, play calling. Play calling. What about Ceedee Lamb's punt returns today? I'm well. That's like every game. He. I will he say I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna make an excuse everyone. for him. The wind was really kind of weird today. It was weird. I couldn't. I did. It, it was, seemed like it was there was no wind at first, and then you realized everybody was planning around the wind when Lincoln called that timeout. Yeah, before it was it was swirling. It was swirling in a way. Uh, 
so I guess in a kind of it was kind of weird because some of those punts the ball was just hanging up there and I think it's really hard to get timing but that is definitely 100% an excuse so <laughs> carry on I have if you're still thinking on it I have one stock up that needs to be mentioned and he had what looked like the the worst I don't want to give this away without saying the worst mistake early in the game and it ended up working for him Reese Munchchow hit a punt that looked like it was going to go about 20 yards. How did that go 49 it yards? Just but kept going. it went forever. <laughs> and then later in the game, he hit a missile for 59 yeah. yards. That like, was he. That was that was the one in the fourth quarter, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. And I mean, and he coffin cornered one today. It, it actually it actually backed up. It checked up and went too far back. It's the second time. I wonder if uh, I don't think they probably are, but. You know, you always hear about like kickers and stuff saying they could put spin on the ball. Mm-hmm. That's the second time now that they've uh, a, another team has fumbled the kickoff. I and, know. You know, and they've, second they've straight had to, game. They've had to take the ball. Catch. Fair caught, then they muffed it. <laughs> yeah, and then they're down where they muff it when right. they fair catch it. Like, I wonder if they're doing something weird with the ball. Well, that'd be Burkitch's. We'd, yeah, area. we'd have to re- re- request Burkitch, and then we'd have to get him too. Yeah, no, probably not. All right, Bob. We've stalled it took me three years for you. to pronounce. I know you've got, you you got to name a stock down. I I'll go Trey Brown. I think the hand fighting is going to become an issue. He's getting a lot of penalties with with each as each game go, goes on. He's getting more holdings, pass interference. Wants to be physical, but I think he's got to gauge how the refs are calling it because I don't think he's adapting to when they're not letting him do what he wants to do. I'm going to agree with you because. Uh, Six penalties today probably had something to do with costing me my shutout prediction. I'm still not over. They literally could have shut. I mean, that that's team like trying today. to hit like a 15 team parlay. Can't be that mad. I was gonna. I I almost was going to lock a push this week because I thought that Iowa State would beat Texas Tech by exactly seven, and they won by ten. Oh, it ended up being 10? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 34-24. So that shows you how Tech good is of what, a gambler I Tech am. Tech is what we thought they were. They're mm. not terrible, though. They're not as they're not as bad as OU made them look. If It's if OSU that's not that if, good. OSU so is incredibly them. average. Right. So and Tech's I think a lot, of that, a lot of that has to do with a quarterback that seemingly does not want to hold on to the football. Possess the football. Value the football. I mean, if Texas loses to Kansas tonight, the the Big 12 is just thrown into chaos. It's Baylor, Iowa State. Can te- if Texas lost tonight, can they make it to the Big 12? With two conference losses? Yeah. They could, they could beat Baylor. Yeah, they would they, have but Iowa they still State. have Baylor and Iowa State yeah. on their schedule. Yeah, they, could, they, they, they could still, but they still need be... help. They need OU to beat both those teams. Listen, if, if Kansas goes down to Austin and wins... <laughs> Forget Texas playing in a Big 12 championship game. They need to have a serious look in the mirror type evening. But is this becoming Texas's Fiesta Bowl winning year? Just like after Oklahoma beat Alabama, they went eight and four and fired half their you know half the staff. Carrie, if if Texas ends up losing to Kansas, you need to fly me to Austin so I can be at Tom Herman's Tom Herman's <laughs> post game press conference. <laughs> Only if Jeff Ketchum will go by your side. <sighs> that would. 
If that happened, we would both be attending our first Texas postgame press conference in Austin for the first time <laughs> since like 1983. I wonder what would happen if we requested credentials for Texas during our bye week. Do, who do they play? I, I don't know. I don't have a clue. Probably on the road. Or I know their SID would call me and say, now what's this for? And what's Eddie going to do here? Just send him a link to hornsupforpeace.org. Any uh, chatter from the fans? More more chatter from the fans today. Use your first time at home since uh, being on ESPN. Oh, it, people are always yelling. It's it's always good to be home, you know? Look at him. He's blushing. <laughs> like, that's as close as you get to Eddie blushing. All right, so uh, K-State is coming up next. Another road battle for the you Sooners. You want something weird? Sure. I love Manhattan. I like I like I don't. Bill Snyder Stadium. I just there's something about it. I like it. the stadium. I like the people there. I, I like, can't say that I've ever spent enough time in Manhattan to say that I like the town. It's weird that you would say that because usually that's the worst weather game of the year historically. I think that's why I like it. Really? Yeah. You like freezing your ass off? I kind of. Like it It makes me feel good when I we go to Manhattan because it means that it's cold weather, but I don't think it's supposed to be cold next week. I think it's supposed to be in the low 60s. No, it's it's in the 60s. I, I, who, um, Hayson said Bill something Bill Hayson was telling me about yeah. it. Yeah. He must be going up there or something. <laughs> Big on weather. Well, you want there to be good weather. I don't, though. I want it to be bad. I want it to be cold. <laughs> and it has been many times. I think uh, 55, probably, nothing, 55 nothing was not a pleasant day, it's was it? probably the coldest place I've ever been. I've not ever been, but the coldest game that I've done. It's the it, one it, place where we know water. where to go get hand warmers. 2013. At. 2013. 2013. That was yeah, that probably was the coldest. I think it was minus five. So, well, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this team is 7-0 and for the first time since 2004, which is bizarre, but true. That is very... They had a chance in 2011, but they lost to Texas Tech as the huge favorite. Uh, and that was the rain delay game. Yep. So, um, but Sooners win it 52-14. Uh, it was a ho-hum game, but you know what? You need those, and you like those, and you move on. And Oklahoma got through today relatively healthy, which I think I personally was like, well, West Virginia is still going at it, and OU's keeping most of their starters in, so hopefully they get out of this thing without an injury. And they Everybody did. remember that's Kerry that's talking about this and trying to jinx everything. It's a ho-hum game, and you thought the Badgers were going to have, have one. They don't always happen. How can I jinx something that's over? Illini Bob over here. You had to get your shots in. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Uh, that was a good one for Lovey Smith. You know, it seven games in now, in a way, like does Benny Wiley take any credit for the way that they haven't had any major injuries? I mean, losing their starting tackles for a few weeks wasn't sure, good. sure, but like nothing like Kenneth Murray or you know, definitely nothing that Schmitty. <laughs> Schmitty was on. How's A and M injuries doing? That's a good question. Like we should look into that. Maybe that'll be a bye week thing. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Eddie. Thanks to Bob. I'm Kerry Murdoch, and we'll see you back uh, next week. Where we'll actually be on the road. The road crew will be on the road. And don't forget the unofficial forty uh, from MidFirst Bank uh, each and every Wednesday. Uh, so go check that out as well. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys back here again next week on the Eskridge Lexus Oklahoma Sooners post game podcast.